Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hey-ho, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolek, your host. Keep it around with the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. And what the hell did I do? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh God. Why do they allow me to press buttons? I don't know. Oh, anyways, New England's own Van Helsing. With me, uh, my co-hosts, the Blonde Bombshell and Kerrigan. Hello, hello, hi everybody. I hope you are all well and safe and uh, enjoying your two weeks off. Yes, Ron? I, I'm in Screen Shield. What the hell did I do? Screen Maybe. Shield? Share. Is that your virus? Oh. No, it's in Skypes. Oh, God, yeah. I don't um, want to see you. Don't turn that stuff on. Well, while Ron about? is struggling with his screen share, can I yeah. just throw something out there? Someone needs to invent a pair of headphones that you can comfortably wear with your glasses because this is just ridiculous. Like, mine are fine. Uh, mine aren't. I don't I have, know. I have glasses. You know that. And mine yeah, fit perfectly. Well, I have no problem. I have my my old buy lady some choose. expensive ones. My old lady shoes. I can't afford expensive ones. Anyways, my son gave me these, and I really like them, but, like, my glasses don't sit right on my head. It makes me crazy through the whole show. I'm like, take them off, put them on, oh, whatever. Thank God. We were so worried. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't see the cues. That would be miserable. Uh, Anyways, yes, welcome to the coronavirus edition of... My God, you can't even Car- say it. Really? COVID-19. Call it COVID-19. Swine flu. It's not the swine flu. <laughs> you know, the, the weird thing about that is that uh, because of the swine flu, they were supposed to uh, not name viruses after anything that people could take offense to. Because uh-huh. when they named it swine flu, people thought they were going to get uh, the, the swine flu from pigs. So they went out and killed pigs. Yeah. And uh, it, it was terrible. So now they named it the coronavirus. And, of course, what the hell they do with people stop drinking Corona beer because they think they can get it from Corona. So stupid. Just it's America. Silly, silly, silly people. Silly people. Well, I hope everybody is okay. And if you have it if you and are, you're listening, if you have it in your home, you're listening to our podcast, we hope you feel better very soon. And you yep. will probably not die from it. Uh, <laughs> words of encouragement from Ian. But anyways. Yes? If you do die from it, come back and tell us there's life after death. How about that? Mm-hmm. Anyways, there you go. So um, I thought you were going to lead into something, but I guess not. All right. No. So moving on. Fine. I'm just babbling. All right. Well, you had brought up this idea of uh, – Books yes. That we could, yes. 
while you oh, stuck okay. behind. I thought you were leaning in the coat, you know, in okay. and all that. You had built right. it up and then. <laughs> and then I just let all the yeah. air out of the balloon. Okay. Yeah, Let's restart that. Okay. okay. So if you're home recuperating, what are you doing? Reading? No. Maybe? No. Now you're on Facebook all day. Please don't be on Facebook all day. It's just adding to the hysteria. No. Uh, and don't pay attention to Fight whatever. Fighting with the wife, yeah. I have to go to work, so, you know, nobody's fighting with me. But um, Which is probably a good thing. I have all these little projects planned because, okay, so uh, for those who don't know, I work at a television studio, and it's local cable access, right? Everything is canceled that we could have possibly covered beyond the regular, like, what, a selectman meeting, capital planning, and I'm not the government coordinator. Zach is the government coordinator, so I don't even have to do that stuff, so, like, our calendar is wide open, man, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited because it's, it's just uh, – it, it's not – there's not a lot of room for creativity um, usually on a day-to-day basis. I film all kinds of school stuff and sports and concerts and recitals and whatever, whatever happens in the school. But to actually have a little time to devote to, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of documentaries, like something really creative, I'm, I'm almost kind of excited about it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, geez, it's great, we got this virus, but... What I'm have, seeing in. To have that time suddenly dropped in your lap is, is it's a little exciting to me. So uh, I could stay home and, and watch TV all day or go on Facebook all day or play some stupid time-wasting games all day, which I do way too much already. The opinions of Van Kerrigan are not necessarily those of Ron Kolick <laughs> or Ghost Chronicles. Uh, no, everybody else generation. like, you're a crazy girlfriend, but uh, it's just how I feel. So that's my game plan. Uh, but, so, you're stuck home. What are you going to do? You're sick. I don't know. What are you going to do? Well, piles and piles of paranormal books. If you're listening to us right now, I know you do. I know you have these books, right? So, I just went over to my shelf and just, like, scooped out, a, like, a dozen random books. All right? So, of course... Random books are good books. Random books are good books. I'm not – I'll let Ron talk about his books because he does that all the time. But one of the first ones I grabbed, well, I'm just going to start on the top. So this is a little book, Among the Mermaids, Viola Ventura. Viola. Uh, right? Ron's yeah. favorite. Yeah, she wants to have my babies. <laughs> oh, my – no, she doesn't. Yes, she does. She does not. Yes, she does. Marla. Yes, she yeah. does. She's listening. She's you. out there puking somewhere. She does no. not want to puke babies. All right. Easy to so, you say. Among the Mermaids. This is, this is a great little book. It's yes. facts, myths, and enchantments from the sirens uh-huh. of the sea. So there's all kinds of tales in this book about uh, mermaids from around the world. Mm. Um, 
early explorer sightings and Blackbeard, the pirate. He was afraid of his crew being lured into a watery grave by mermaids. Who wouldn't? Um, there's just all kinds of interesting tales and tidbits about mermaids in here. And they're not always very nice mermaids. Um, should, I, should I pick a story? Well, you can, but uh, before one? you get into it, did you ever see the uh, docu, the, the mockumentary on the mermaids? I did not. Oh, that was there's actually made two of them, and mm-hmm. they were excellently well done. Uh, on, it was all about uh, mermaids are real, and uh, I think the Discovery Channel did it, and it was freaking awesome. It was really a, a good, well put together thing, and made you believe in mermaids. Oh, the only mermaid movie I've ever seen is Splash. Sorry. No, no, no. This is documentary. This is mockumentary, <laughs> actually. Mockumentary. Mm. But it was oh. really good. Oh. So go on. Carry on. Pick there one you go. Give me what you got. I wonder where people could watch those. Maybe you could find them on YouTube. Oh, God. I have to work now. That's Oh, uh, yep. You're going to have to. All right. Let me open another to. screen. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. What have I got here? Uh, I got to flip. I got to find a short one. Hold on. Um, the Mermaids of San Francisco Bay. Bret Hart was an early American poet, writer, and editor who lived in the San Francisco Bay area most of his pioneering days. He was run out of the coastal town of Union, California, which is now known as Arcata, when he published an editorial condemning the 1860 massacre of between 80 and 200 Wyots, a Native American tribe living in the village of Tutulwat, near That's the Humboldt Bay. I know, you would kill, you would have just stopped reading right at that point. Okay. Mm. He used graphic descriptions of the slaughter, nice, which included tribal elders and children. No one was pros- ever prosecuted in the brutal mat- murders, and Hart's life was threatened. He moved to San Francisco shortly after the publication. Oh, there's a whole story. Okay. Um, This little excerpt describing his mermaid from the mermaid from Lighthouse Point is near and dear to my heart. As I write this, I can see the chilly waters from which his mermaid emerged. Oh, my God. Uh, This is too long. (laughs) Well, you picked it. I know. Well, you know what? It was a short little thing. And I thought it was a short little thing, but then it flipped over to the next page. So, All right. so pull the we'll book just out. Forget this whole idea. Story. It's a teaser, man. <laughs> forget this whole idea, maybe, and move no. on to something else. Come on. Give me a chance. Come on, Ron. Lighten up, Francis. Should have been well prepared for this. Done your research. Ten minutes ago is when I prepared this. Oh, just like usual. Yeah. Why should we change? Why should we change? Yes. What? You have something? I do have something. All right. Something much more light, lighter than that. All right. Throw it out. Let's hear In it. 1992, Greg Austin Greenwich, Greenwich died in the Grand Canyon after jokingly pretending to fall off uh, to his death. After losing his footing, he actually fell to his death. Oh, Jesus. Queen Sunana, oh boy, Sunanda Kumarina oh, Tana no. oh. of Siam, uh, now Thailand, uh, drowned in 1880 in full view of many of her subjects because they were forbidden to touch her so they couldn't rescue her. 
I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. The Where first people the first people ever killed in an air accident were hot balloon pioneers Jean-Franc Platet de Rosier and Pierre Romain in 1785. I didn't think that was funny. Uh, the first person ever killed in a power airplane crash was Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge in 1908 in a plane piloted by Orville Wright. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh-oh. Oh, here's one for St. Patty's Day. An Irish woman died in 2008 after voluntarily having sex with a dog. Oh. The exact cause of the death is unclear, although it's been speculated that the allergic reaction to the dog might have caused it. That's disgusting. None of this is paranormal. paranormal. Yeah, these are strange deaths. They're all paranormal. Oh, Jesus. Did you find something yet? Oh, I got plenty of other things to read from. Well, pick something. That, well, that I thought just, you had something. That was just an excerpt from The Mermaids, and I didn't want to. I'd still be reading if I was reading it. All right, go on. All right. So, next book Working for Spirit, Stephen Scott, our favorite field reporter. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stephen has a book out. He's in my uh, dog house now. He's what? In my dog house now. He's in your dog house? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not going there. But anyways, uh, this is a, a book he he wrote a few years back. And uh, it's uh, he says on the back cover, to become a spiritual medium takes more than just a desire to communicate with those in the spirit world. It also requires you to first learn and understand the nature of one's own spirit and recognize the truth that we are spiritual beings living and learning in this human life. In progressing towards mediumship, one must dedicate themselves to the healing of one's own self and of others. It will be through your contact and service to friends and loved ones who have passed beyond this life and who now reside once again the realms of spirit that reflections on grief and loss may be changed into contemplations of hope and guidance. Informative and constructive, this book presents information of interest to anyone who would seek to learn about or develop their own mediumship ability, offering firsthand insight and guidance into what it truly means to be a medium and what is required to provide the very best of service when working for spirit. So, you know, they say everybody has that capability, and um, this is a great book to read. If uh, you're thinking you would like to develop that. So, yeah, very good. Working for Spirit, Stephen Scott. Good book. That's my next book. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Mary Ward was a pioneer, an Irish one. There's another one for St. Patty's Day. Mary Ward was a pioneering Irish female scientist who sadly. who is sadly better known for being the first person in history ever to be killed in a car accident while driving with her family in the experimental road locomotive engine. Oh. Sad. Yeah. First why, person would in a car whole, why would you bring your whole family? Al- it was experimental? Yeah. She was a scientist. Okay. I don't think I'd pony my family up. For the experiment, my whole family. How about this? The first pedestrian ever killed by a car was Bridget Driscoll of Croydon, London in 1896. 
Oh. Well, they weren't used to looking both ways then, I think. No, I guess not. There was nope. like one car on the road. Yeah. I know. You think she would have seen it, huh? I know. <laughs> Probably, what, what the Bridget? hell is that? That was the last what thing Bridget? she said. What oh. the hell is that? Well, splat. I am. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Well, that's terrible. Right. You want another one or you got a brook? Ah, give me one more. I okay. got a lot of books. I got books for days. Carl Wilhelm Schnelli was a brilliant Sweden chemist who had an unwise habit of tasting all of his chemicals that he discovered. In 1786, uh, he died as a result of exposure to lead, hydrofluoric acid, arsenic, various other poisons. <laughs> um, aren't chemists supposed to be fairly bright people? No. no? Doesn't sound too smart to me. No. I mean, it's it's not like cooking when you sample. Taste it a little taste. This is batter. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. No? Oh. 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 I think that's a little crazy. But. Okay. All right. What else we got here? Oh, this is. Clumming Bing the Digham. (laughs) Valen the Digham. A 19th century U.S. lawyer accidentally shot himself to death while defending a murder suspect because <laughs> he was trying to demonstrate that the uh, supposed victim could have accidentally shot himself dead. He worked. Uh, it worked because the, his client was acquitted. Uh, right, good. I guess he proved his point. I guess he did. Oh, oh so this, uh, wait a minute. Talk about lawyers. It must run in the family. Uh, Canadian lawyer. Gary Hoy died while trying to prove that the glass on the 24th floor of the office was breakable by throwing himself against it. It didn't break, but it did pop out of its frame as he plunged to his death. Oh, my God. That's back when lawyers were lawyers. You know, they wouldn't, there was nothing they wouldn't do for their they clients. Threw the, they threw themselves into their work, quite literally. Yeah, oh, there you go. Oh, my goodness. All right, what else you got there, kid? I accept... Bones in the Basement by Joni Mahan. All right. Now, this is about the uh, surviving the S.K. Pierce haunted Victorian mansion. And many, many of you out there who are listening have been there. Ron and I have been there. Oh, for sure. Uh, thought we were going to freeze to death there. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. not survive. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. I just don't know it. <laughs> we're all really ghosts. This is uh, a great book, really. I mean, even though I've been there, you know, it's it's just an account of uh, the current owners when she wrote this book with Edwin Gonzalez and Lil- Lillian Otero. And it's it's about what their life was like while they lived in the mansion. They They do no longer own it. They sold it. But it is pretty, it's one of those books that, you just you can't put it down. So, and and Joni has God, I don't even know how many books at this point. She's really uh, prolific. She's prolific, very very yes, prolific. And I actually have another book of hers called Soul Collector. That's across the room on the shelf, so I can't read you the back of that. Also, very very good. She's just uh, she's got a real gift for this. She's also a paranormal investigator. Been on our show numerous times. And uh, but just the the back cover of this is uh, 
The description is when Edwin Gonzalez and Lillian Otero purchased the historic S.K. Pierce Mansion in Gardner, Mass. in 2009, they scoffed at the ghostly legends surrounding the house, and they didn't believe in ghosts. The house soon proved them wrong. By the fall of 2011, they were forced from the house, narrowly escaping it with their lives. It includes includes interviews from paranormal experts Carl Johnson, Andrew Lake, Tom DiAgostino, who was just on our show last week, uh, Michael Robichaud, and more. Very, very good good book. Oh, I know more. You know more? Yeah, good guy. guy. (laughs) A.G. Moore. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's uh, she, she was on the uh, video broadcast. By the way, if you missed any of the video broadcasts, uh, you can go where and to watch them. Uh, you can go to uh, www.eb-cam.org and look for the Ghost Chronicles playlist on our video on demand, uh, and they're all there. You can go right. all the way back and start at number one, which was over six years ago. Still can't believe God that. God bless yeah. Uh, we do so also we- have a YouTube channel, Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation. There's probably uh, like 14 or 15 shows up there, I think. I'm that still many, working yeah. on it. That many. Hey. Well, now that you're, uh, you know, stuck I, in there, you can't I, do anything. It'd be perfect time. Right? I have all this time on my hands to finish mm-hmm. uploading because it takes a long time yeah. to get all those shows uploaded. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, but you can, you can find them there. Unfortunately, we had to postpone this month's uh, live video show, but yep. hopefully we'll be able to pick it up with the guests that we had scheduled for this month. Next month. Right. Which is the owners of the Amityville Horror House. Ooh. Amityville? No, not Amityville. Whatever. Conjuring. The it's Conjuring the House. They're all the same. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. No, yeah. They're not all the same. Yeah, they but, are. Yes. They got ghosts. Well, Horrible things happen. Well, yeah. Pretty much. Same, same story, different location. Yeah, there you go. But we will be picking that up again next month once all this craziness passes us by and life gets back to normal. And it will. It will get back to normal, yep. folks. All right. Unlike the people on my list. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, you have a few more to throw at us? Oh, I always have a couple here. Engineer Horace Lawson Huntley. Uh, pioneer of the submarine design for the American Civil War. Uh, guess what? He died in his final model, af- named after himself, when it sank oh, uh, while he commanded it. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. uh, spe- speaking of the Civil War, General John Sedgwick was killed by a sniper in the American Civil War shortly after uttering the words, they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. <laughs> Famous last words. Famous last words. I'll add in the famous last words. Okay. Wow. A health fanatic, Basil Brown, managed to kill himself by drinking a gallon of carrot juice a day in the belief that it would make him healthy. Should have stuck the wine right in. Oh, my God. Right? A gallon? Yeah, a gallon. Oh, he must have been orange before he yeah, died. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah. Oof. Seriously. What the? 
folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you got another good one? I do. I got a whole pile. I got a pile of them. Let's see. Ooh, this one is called The Art of the Pendulum. Oh. How many folks have a pendulum out there? Raise your hand. I see you all. I have one right here on my desk. It's very cool. It's got all the uh, all the ch- stones, all the colors of the chakra on it. I love it. I think I bought this one. Somewhere. At Spirit Quest. Sure. It was... It was um, what was there last year? Somebody had all the stones. Oh, stuff. that's uh, Aronaut Trader. They'll be back. Yeah, I think I bought yeah. it. I think I bought it from her. It's really pretty. I love it. Mm. And uh, it spoke to me, so I bought it. I have so many pendulums. I bet I so have. Buy six. me, buy I, me. I bet I have six buy pendulums. Me. And Ron taught me how to use the pendulum. I'm going to say it before it. he reminds me. I did not mention it. All right. Well, there you have it. I'm beyond it. I'm too big for that stuff. Van Helsing taught me how to use my pendulum. So, but this is a book by Cassandra Eason, uh, The Art of the Pendulum, Simple Techniques to Help You Make Decisions, Find Lost Objects, and Channel Healing Energies. uh, Which is true love. Yeah, maybe. True love. So... Because, you know, they're real pretty and they may call to you, but then you get them in your hands and you're like, what the hell do I do with this thing? So You bop this, your husband over the head with it. This, you bop him over the head. No, I'm going to work every day. I'm perfectly happy with my husband because mm. we're not going to kill each other being quarantined. So she has like remote or map dowsing, pendulums and ghosts. You get one minute, Earth 30 seconds. Energies, <laughs> dowsing and health. Finding what is lost. You know, I I really would like to develop that. You know how many earrings I've lost? You may have a single works. earring. It works. So I, I, I could pray to St. Anthony, and of course that works. I could do that too, but I have so many pendulums. I think that I'd really like ah, to just... Tunes, too late to know. Anyway, thank right. you for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Oh, wait a minute. It's only half Stop. <laughs> This show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event? book or something else you want people to know about then why not advertise it on ghost chronicles radio with over 150,000 downloads a month get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject we have a plan at a cost that fits your needs for more information contact ron kolick at any ghost project at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678 hello hello can you hear me my name is harry price i am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. We're back. Here we are. Oh, my goodness. We just have so many interesting things tonight. No guests. Sorry. But I need to, okay, I need to continue with the eye of the pendulum just for a second. Humor me Yeah, here. sure. All right. Look up more untimely deaths. So I just, I flipped this open to, I was just flipping through it, and it says, following a ghost's path. Uh, and it says, when trying to tune into ghosts, First walk up and down a straight natural pathway in an old house, cloisters, or a garden where people would have paced up and down over time. What's a cloister? Like cloister. A, what's a cloister? So you put a bunch of people together like nuns. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you say You're so. You're up being cloistered. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. It's not a common term. All right, so cloisters or gardens where people would have faced up and down over time, lost in thought or trying to calm strong emotion and leaving a strong, strong imprint. It is this residual feeling that your pendulum will detect and enable you to tread in the path of the past. Let your pendulum swing quite naturally, vertically, as you walk. If the path appears to be like blocked, Find a swirl of energy and ask the pendulum to indicate the path the phantom wants to travel. You may find that your pendulum swings a different way from the normal positive-negative circling that is used on the Trail of Legends. As the ghosts become more specific and personalized, it may form ellipses or even swing strongly from left to right or vibrate in the presence of a ghost. Do you know how many times that has happened to me? Mm-hmm. Yep. That pendulum Freaking straight up and down, vibrating like crazy, absolutely glued to the spot. Mm. That is so cool. I love when that happens. And I'm just like, I couldn't make it stay still like this if I tried. And it's, it's, if, if you've ever had it happen, you completely understand what I'm talking about. So that's just a little bit from the Art of the Pendulum by... Cassandra Eason, E-A-S-O-N. Mm. And I think that's wicked interesting. I use my New England expression. Mm-hmm. I like you it. You could also dial for graves, too. Yes. We did that. Grave dowsing. Yeah. We did that when we were out with Leslie out in uh, Rutland. Rutland. Rutland Mass Rutland. Prison Camp. Oh. Mm-mm. Yeah. What do you so, got over your side? You want me to do another Aust- book? Australian, uh, Austrian tailor, Franz Reich, uh, thought he invented a device that could make him fly. He tested it by jumping off the Eiffel Tower. It didn't work. He died. <laughs> oh, hey, that, that kind of rhymes almost. That's oh, like one God. of those limericks almost. That's ugly. <laughs> that was, that's the, a big mess. 
Yeah. Oh, how about this one? In 1567, I should send this to Stephen Scott. In uh, 1567, the man said to have the longest beard in the world died after he tripped over his own bird beard while running from a fire. Oh, God. Ah! That's terrible. Oh, yeah, it's a shame. Aww. Made the uh, Greek, Greek, Greek philosopher... Sisyphus of Soily uh, said to have died of laughter. Well, listen to me say his name. No. (laughs) Died of laughter laughter while watching a donkey trying to eat his figs. Really? That happens all the time. I didn't know it was that funny. That's a riot. Have you ever seen the donkey eating figs? No. Can't (laughs) Uh, say that I have. Cracks me up every time. (laughs) (laughs) Watch a donkey make an ass out of himself. Uh, British actor Goth Jones died of a heart attack while performing on live uh, play on television in 1958, in which the character was scripted to have a heart attack. He did. The rest of the cast improvised around him, around his death, and finished the play. Oh my God! Yeah, I love it. Show must go on. We all know that. I've heard the show must go on, but uh, wow, that's 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 crazy. I do it. Oh my goodness! You just walk. You just step over the dead body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Russian physician Alexander Bogdankov, Dankov, Dankov, Bogdankov. Performed pioneer blood transfusion on himself, believing it would give him longer life. It actually killed him. Oh, God. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, geez. Can he find some prisoner to experiment on? I mean, really? I know. That's sad. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you think that's bad, how about this guy here? You, um, U.S. Congresswoman. Um, Congressman Michael, no, U.S. Congressman, maybe say that again, U.S. Congressman Michael yes. F. Bali died in 1921 as a result of shaving because uh, his uh, shaving brush was infected by anthrax. Ooh, sounds like the CIA. Anthrax? Yeah, sounds like the CIA did that, you know. Oh, bumped them off. God. What the heck? How what would the shaving brush be infected by anthrax? I don't know. Maybe it, was where, maybe it was where it shouldn't have been. I don't know. Okay. If you say so. All right. What do you got? I have a book. I have, okay, and I have another book by Varla Ventura. Don't mention that name. You know, it gets me all excited. Yeah, no, it does. So this is Fairies, Pukas, and Changelings, a complete guide to the wild and wicked enchanted realm. This is another really cool book. And the thing I love about Marla's books is that you can just, like, pick them up and just read whatever you have time for, a few stories, and, and just, you know, it's, it's just really interesting, every single one. So this says, uh, this, again? this is called Fairies, Pukas, and Changelings. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Varla Ventura. 
And it says, if you think fairies are merely delicate beings who follow you about on gossamer wings, you are in for quite a shock. The kingdom of the fairy is one of vengeance, thievery, trickery, and wild creatures. Consider yourself warned. And I do have a short story. I'm positive this is a short story. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's called the Hopskinville Goblins. Oh, cool. In 1955, 11 members of two families living in a rural farmhouse between Kelly and Hopskinville, Kentucky, reported numerous encounters with unidentifiable creatures. In addition to lights and odd noises heard by witnesses nearby, the families claimed that they were terrorized by little creatures similar to goblins or fearsome gremlins. They were described as being three feet tall, thin, with long arms and claw-like hands, and with pointed ears. They were silvery in color and were said to float, trudge as though underwater, and then make sudden appearances outside windows and doorways. Although at first two members of the party had attempted to shoot and then find them, eventually they retreated to the house. The creatures did not enter the house. The family dog was hiding underneath in terror, but they continued to appear throughout the evening. Ultimately, the families, including screaming children, made a midnight dash to the police station. Here's where it gets weird. The families returned to the farmhouse with the sheriff and 20 of his men. Evidence of struggle and damage to the house was obvious, but the officers reported seeing a strange green glow at the edge of the woods beyond the property. They interviewed the neighbors who affirmed odd noises and lights, and even the police saw strange lights and heard odd noises while at the property. After the police left, the creatures returned, the cops are gone, and continued to harass the family until the break of day when they disappeared, never to return again. Oh, that's sad. That, That they didn't return or that they bothered them all night long? They bothered them all night long. All night long. All night long. All right. So 1900, American physician Jesse William Lazeter tried to prove that yellow fever was transmitted by mosquitoes by letting himself be bitten by them. He died of the disease, proving it was right. There you go. Sacrificed his life for science. Mm. That's that's uh that's something. Edward Harrison, they playing golf in Washington State in 1951, uh, when his driver snapped and the shafts became lodged in his groin. Oh! He staggered, he staggered oh. for about a hundred yards, and before we bled to death. Oh my God! What a way to go. That's horrible. Yeah, is there a good way to die? Well, I can think of better ways than that. I could die I in my sleep. True. A hell of a lot less painful. In 1923, Frank Hayes won a race at Belmont Park in New York despite being dead. He suffered a heart <laughs> attack, heart attack mid-race, and his body stayed in the saddle until oh. the horse crossed the finish line. He was 21 favorite. I mean, outside favorite. Wow. Wow, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $2 better get you 40 bucks. That's pretty cool. Boy. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, how about Robert Williams, a Ford assembly line worker, was the first human in history to be killed by a robot when the robot arm smashed him in 1979. 
Oh, wow. 1979. That's not even, you know, that's within my well, lifetime. Of course, we had robot arms and new silly gill. What now, though? Yeah. There's a place in uh, Boston that actually has like a, um, the the arms can actually see so that like, thank God, if they see an obstruction, they'll go around it. It'll or, stop. Yeah. No, they go around it or move it. They just keep till you working, but they'll go around your hand or arm. I saw the the, the uh, reporter actually put his arm in front of the the arm of the robot, and the arm mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. It's like he's got to be nuts. He could have been ripped off. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. look at all these other people. How well they did. So. Yeah. Just goes to prove that people will do anything. <laughs> how about uh, Paul G. Thomas, owner of the wool mill? Uh, he fell into one of the machines in 1987 Ew. and died after being wrapped in 800 yards of wool. Oh, 1987? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 800 odd yards of wool. I suppose did you even have to embalm them. You could have just buried them like that, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, in a cocoon. It's just all wrapped up. Yeah. All wrapped up and ready no to go. No place to go. That's right. <laughs> Got another book for us? Oh, I do. I do. This one's very cool. You're going to like this one. Oh, I this will. is the Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook oh. by Denise Alvarado. And this has more than 200 spells, plus over 100 authentic New Orleans formulas for conjure oils, sachet powders, and grigri. Grigri. This is a really cool book, and it's just it's it's jam packed with stuff, and um, it is cool because uh, she is has the different. What you use for all your spells? I have I have used spells from here. I'm going to give you a spell uh. in a minute, but she has things about everything related to the voodoo hoodoo. Uh, she talks about the the basics, of course, the saints, prayers, novenas, and psalms, because. I mean, voodoo is is very, I mean, uh, Marie Laveau was a Catholic, I mean, and she practiced all of this. Uh, But there's conjure, spiritual and anointing oils, candle magic. There's just all kinds of things in this book. It is a really cool book. And one of the things, it's really funny because I had my place marked in this book, probably from one of our shows, and I think I did this spell. So, this is, I think the spell I probably did on the show was a simple money spell, which is great. Oh, yeah. But the one... It did us really it, well, didn't it? Yeah, I know, right? Especially yeah. playing Kino. Oh, shush. All right. Well, we've just changed restaurants, so our luck is going to change. Uh, yeah. So, but directly below this money anyway, spell... anyway, by the way. Oh, it's all right. I'm, I'm going to go down to uh, Kenny O'Brien's tomorrow and... I'm going to, they're doing takeout. I'm going to order lunch and I'm going to buy a gift card because when he does open again, we will just use the gift card. So anyways, you should do that. If you know, if you have a favorite place, go buy a gift card because you know, you're going to go back there and use it. Just go buy one now. All right. So, but this is a Grigri charm to banish anxiety and fear, right? Who doesn't need that right now? Because I think we're all a little anxious. 
So this says, for anyone who, who is experiencing a lack of confidence or anxiety, try this Gree-Gree charm. It is wonderful for people in new posi- positions of employment, before tests, during life transitions, and during adolescence, and during COVID-19 outbreaks. Okay, so the things you need. Yellow flannel, gold lodestone, magnetic sand. Oh, you can probably get, remember those things? That used to get with the man, and you'd put the hair on him and shake it up with the oh, magnetic sure. sand. Okay, anyways, orange peels, mimosa oil or blossoms, lemon balm, and your own personal effects. Okay, so you make this gree gree during a full or waxing moon. You burn a yellow candle that has been anointed with crown of success oil. I don't know what that is, but you can all Google it. And visualize yourself as strong, confident, and knowing. Repeat this ritual every month on a Sunday, being sure to reanoint your bag as well as your forehead and heart areas. Hang the gree-gree above the doorway to banish fear and anxiety. Alternately, you can wear it around your neck from a leather cord or in your pocket. On the right side of a man and on the left side if a woman. So there you go. That's your your Grigri charm to banish anxiety and fear. So yeah, it works. Um, I feel better what already. What don't you feel better already? Yeah, I do. <laughs> don't you? Uh, what else have we got? Oh. Oh, Grigri yeah. for good luck. In two thousand seven, Deputy Mayor of Delhi, uh, Sarin Singh Banja died by f- falling off a balcony while trying to fend off a troop of attacking monkeys. <laughs> a troop of attacking monkeys. Yeah, the winged monkeys, monkeys. Ooh, the winged monkeys. They're pretty monkeys. bad, actually. They're pretty bad, actually, in Delhi because they're safe where nobody will touch them. There's troops oh, really? go running around stealing. Uh, Attacking wow. people and everything. Oh, yeah, it's pretty Those bizarre. Little oops. Yeah, pretty bad anyway. if the Wicked Witch of the West sends them after you, too. They go, well, they're flying. It's even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica Maya, the mayor of uh, Betterton, Maryland, died while checking the town's sewage tanks. She fell off <laughs> and dra- drowned in 15 feet of human waste. Ew. Oh, bleh. That's oh, gross. Sh- that's her last words. Oh, sh- oh no, no. Oh, sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Keep it clean there, Van Helsing. Ha ha ha. Get it? Mm-hmm. Keep it clean. Anyway, so yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What was I? Oh yeah. The, the owner of uh, this, the company that makes Segways died in 2010 after accidentally driving a Segway off a cliff. That's kind of cool. <laughs> What'd you think? Oh. <laughs> I think he could have tested it somewhere else. I, I mean, you know, maybe not near a cliff. He was trying to show how well it could turn. Maybe it uh, didn't. Maybe. Yeah. How about uh, Sigurd the Mighty? He's a 19th century Norse, Norse Earl of Orkney. Uh, he was he killed. Oh well, I love this one. He was killed by an enemy. Uh, he had uh, he was killed by an enemy. He had beheaded several hours earlier. Um, how did that happen? You may ask that. 
He tied the man's head to the horse's saddle, but while riding home, one of the protruding teeth grazed his leg, and he died from the infection. Ah, that's gross. Oh, that's funny. What that's are you talking about? Really bad. Oh my god. I thought it was pretty good, actually. See what you know? What? Yeah, you deserved it. Yeah. You go around beheading people. Yeah, well, he's nice. That's what they do. Yeah. Well, Brazilian Jahu yeah. Maria de Sousa was killed in 2013 when a cow fell through his roof onto him <laughs> while he slept. <laughs> what? A cow, a cow fell through his roof? A cow. Yes, a, a cow. cow. Yeah. How did that happen? It didn't say. Oh. <laughs> okay. They're flying monkeys. Why can't they have flying cows? Flying cows. Okay. Cow uh, jumped over the moon, right? Hey, diddle diddle. I don't know. What do you got? Oh, this is a cool one. Okay. This is Who Are You in the Tarot? Who are you? I love There's something else I love. I love tarot cards. I have all different kinds of tarot cards. I have big tarot cards and little tarot cards and um, just the traditional and you got some other pretty ones. And I just, I don't know. I just, I love, uh, I love it. I love the symbolism. I think it kind of all plays into, you know, how I like the cemetery symbolism and there's symbolism on the tarot cards as well. Um, I mean, and they were really developed to amuse Italian royalty. Um, but it's, this is just a really cool book. This is, so this is Who Are You in the Tarot by Mary Kay Greer, G-R-E-E-R. And you can discover your birth in year cards and uncover your destiny. So it's, uh, it's just got a little, it talks about all the cards and um, the hidden factors and just just a lot of fascinating stuff if you are into if you into the tarot here's one I just flipped to the lovers as uh, major arcana uh, card the lovers. the lovers which is number six as personality or soul car card the lovers represent synergy reciprocity oh I can't even say this one Van Helsing reciprocity reciprocity I can't say it. And learning from others. This card has very different pictures in the French and English schools. The French school shows a man standing between an older woman and a young woman, thought to represent vice and virtue, or his mother and his wife. From a cloud above the people, Eros shoots his arrow at them. In the English school, beginning with the illustrations by Pamela Coleman Smith, the pictures of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden with the snake of wisdom and the fiery archangel Michael above. So there's all kinds of interpretations to these cards and how you can read them. And if uh, your birth and your year cards are related to them. So I like that one as well. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of pictures in there as well, but pretty cool. If you're into the tarot, I recommend that one. And speaking about the Tarot Endurance Spirit Quest this year, we're doing the uh, Saturday Night Ghost Hunt. We'll be led by uh, a special um, deck of tarot cards that were designed by the Egyptians to uh, find spirits. 
Nice. Yep. That's so cool. That's going to be kind of – I'm psyched. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. anyways, Hunter Stephen Winfrey uh, was tracking down a rabbit, uh, and he found Winfrey. his burrow on a Last hunting trip. Rabbit. I know it. Uh, he found his uh, burrow on, New, on a New Year's Eve hunting trip. New Year's Eve? Oh, well. Stephen, 50, tried to spot his prey. He got his head stuck in the hole and suffocated. <laughs> Sorry. Alcohol may have affected his judgment. <laughs> it usually does. On New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yep. Oh, my God. That's funny. Not to him. <laughs> Not to him. Oh. Okay. That's that's right up with there with uh, let's let's drink all night and then go out in a boat on a dark lake. That's that's also brilliant to kill yourself. Yeah. What else you got? You got My anything else? Over? It's moving by itself, so I have no idea. Oh, well, I have another book. We have. Well, I'll do another book while my computer stops. Hopefully, okay. it's just flipping along. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I'm back. Oh. Okay. And chef, chef. Oh, stopped. Stop, chef. I say chef. <laughs> yes. You say. Chef. say chef. Pang you say chef. Fang from uh, Foshan in southern China was bitten by the head of a severed cobra, which he had cut off 20 minutes earlier. Fan put the head aside while using the rest of the body to prepare soup in 2013. Yeah. Imagine that. Strikes from the dead. Just another head kills somebody. Yeah. Hey. Uh, from, from the dead. Get another book. That must oh. have been another thing. All right. Don't you go think? ahead. Give us your quick book. All right. This is, this is the last one. Old World Witchcraft. Uh, Ancient Ways for Modern Days by Raven Gramasi. And this is another one. It talks God about... God rest his soul. Oh, is he dead? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but this is just... This is also a very interesting book. It talks about the ancient ways, some spells in it. And it's uh, just a very interesting uh, book about witchcraft. And I would also recommend that if you're recovering from... Your virus, you need some good paranormal books to read. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so for you, for you, those in Pararex, stay tuned for The Calling. Uh, Jerry from The Calling, he's been doing that show like for 100 years. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, uh, our show was brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Memorex Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. And, of course, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. On 4 High Street, Suite 155, North Andover, Massachusetts. So if you're trying to get rid of that bum after you're being stuck in the house with him for all these weeks, <laughs> go see him. See, you need to go back to work. Yeah, that's Everybody it. Anyways, <laughs> we want to thank everyone uh, for listening today uh, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. And tune in next week when we will have another show, believe it or not, unless we both die of the virus. Oh, stop it. Nobody's going to die. Right. Maybe you, you're old. But I'm young and healthy. I'm not going to die. I might do it as an EVP. You might die just to get an EVP? What? Oh, what? yeah. If I die, I'm going to come back into the show as an EVP. All right. I'll be recording. Yeah, you'll be talking and you'll be hearing me in the background. I hope Same. so. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We got to go. 
All right. Good night. Stay safe, everyone. Yes. We kid, but stay safe. Good night, everybody. Love you. Stay healthy. Yep. Keep listening. God bless. Bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.